No, I'm not Kevin. What's the li- line? Hi, I'm Jack. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is good company in the car. Okay, you know that saying, when it rains, it pours? Yes. It sure does for you right now. Oy vey. Let's count them down. We have a, we need a new transmission. Oh, well, we just the, got... no, 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 you're not doing them in the right order. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so slowly over the last year, I've easily collected $10,000 in, uh, in debt due to various projects, et cetera, et cetera. Then my HVAC system goes out, so that's another $10,000. And then uh, the transmission in my car uh, seems to be going out. So that's going to be another six, $7,000. So yeah. So I feel like there was more than that. Oh, oh you, there you, was. It's just I just convoluted the first part. What did of you the, spend the weekend doing at my place? Drinking? Laundry. Oh, Your washing machine. Yeah, is gone. Oh, my washing machine. Yes, my washing machine. God, yes. I feel like I have to spoon feed this. Oh, well, you know, because I'm trying to forget, Kevin. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So uh, it 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 it's all. None of it is, it's not dramatically out of control or anything. It's just like, oh, come on, right at Christmas time, too. Jesus. Yeah, that's beat. So, yeah, dishwasher, transmission, and new HVAC. Yeah. The transmission, uh, we're, uh, we don't really know. We can't seem to get a, a it might concrete. Not, but, but, you know, it's. It, I've been meaning, It's. it's been on my list of things. Check how my transmission service, how my transmission service. Procrastination. Well, yeah, your but, mom yeah. is sitting on your right yeah, shoulder right well, now. She's a good, I told you so, or so. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all kind of piled up all at once, but you know, it's 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 not horribly out of control. It's just oh god, <laughs> so you know, a whole lot of money, you know, because you know, a yeah. whole lot of money. Yeah. But other than that, it's all under control. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it's the end of the year, and I thought it would be fun for us to reminisce on our favorite episodes from 2023. Yeah. And uh, so we'll have a little a little walk down memory lane, and we're gonna. You're going to name your top five favorites, and top I'm going to name my fi- fave top okay. five faves, and I will let you start it out with your favorite. I don't know. Top five favorite. I don't know which order I'm in. Not that that really matters, but one of the first, one of the one of the ones that I was really, I thought we did a good job with was the crazy, the name of the podcast of it. So before we get into this, uh, a, a, a gal at work said something oh i heard you had a podcast or whatever and i was like oh yeah she goes oh good i can't you know i'll go back to the very beginning and listen to them from the very beginning yeah. and i kind of cringed a little bit because i'm like <laughs> oh those first ones are a little rough yeah. but you know so this particular one was good for me because i thought we really did a you know we i just think okay did a good job and it the name of the podcast is a troubled man and his hunt for the primate oh did, yeah 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 what's the english guy have proof it was the crazy he was english living in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was obsessed with finding the... Oh, the, that was one of our longer ones. And he's, nu- he's kind of nuts. And at the very end of it, we find out that they found some uh, poop yeah. that did the DNA or whatever on it did and not then, come back. And then back. COVID hit and it just stopped right. dead in his tracks. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And he was. we saw a lot of him naked. But getting back to the movie, we now have a video of John naked in the... Re- <laughs> he has no body conscious issues. We see him naked so many least, times in this. Full frontal at least three or four times. <laughs> Not like a full straight yeah, on still, shot. Yeah, he's he's he's, for, he's for, for this, let it hang for the, out there. For the subject matter of this of this document of this uh 
uh, documentary, <sighs> there's no reason to see his <sighs> junk. So no, it is very and, funny. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was really bizarre. And uh, but I thought that that was a particular. That was a good one. one. That was a long one too. Yeah. That was a couple of hours. Um, okay. Well, one of my favorites was our January tenth, twenty twenty three episode. Almost a year ago was lust, greed, and luminol. Ruby Morris, you never stood a chance. Okay, so tonight we are doing one of my favorites, Forensic Files. It takes place in Phoenix. Hi, Frank. Right. And um, the title is. You lay it on me this time because you have it in your email and oh, I don't it, have uh, it's 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 uh Forensic Files. Forensic Files. Season two. Season two. Episode four. Episode four. And it's called Sex, Sex Lies and DNA. She was that housewife outside of Phoenix, and her husband was having an affair, and he killed her, and then he put her in the car and drove her from Phoenix all the way to San Diego, put her in the family boat. Drove the boat out into the middle of the <laughs> ocean, then Caught set it the on fire, fire and went back in in a rowboat. And actually, the local news team was out filming it. And it took him forever because he cleaned the crime scene so well that they couldn't find any evidence of what had happened to her. And Frank actually went out to the house and right. took a picture. That's you remember really that? Funny. Yes, yes, yes. But poor Ruby, she didn't. Yeah. That was that was one of mine. But that was from almost a year ago. Yes, I like that one as well. A ridiculous. The, the next one for me is a ridiculous love triangle. <laughs> A ridiculous love triangle, thankfully, does not lead to murder. So his neighbor hears him and calls the cops and comes over. This is neighbor Bill Shin, who we learn is also a parishioner at Trinity United Methodist Church. I got down there with Rob, and I said, you know, are you all right? You know, and, and he says, I know who it was. And I said, you know who it was? And he said, yeah, it, it was Michael Frazier. I mean, it just blanked me out. I'm going, the, the, the accompanist from church? Oh, <laughs> it cracks me up. And this is the one where the woman sets up a guy who's enamored with her to try oh, to kill right, her right, husband. Right. And the guy is and like he's a complete a, And he's just a big ding-dong, and he yes. happens to be the organist for the... For the for oh, and he, and he attacks the guy, and the guy wrestles the weapon right. from him and chases the, him yeah, out of the, the house. Fa- the, the, and he's like, that's the choir director. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, it was ridiculous. And then she acted like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like... <laughs> she throws him under the bus. He's like, bitch, I know you set this up. Oh, yeah, was that was fun. a good one. I do remember how absurd that yeah, one was. was. <laughs> All right. Well, this one is, I thought this one was kind of interesting because it was so terrifying and also because family annihilators terrify me. So this was another family annihilator, folks. And it was Bradford Bishop. That was our May 16th episode. And Brad lives off of River Road over in Bethesda. And I actually drove by and looked at the house. And he killed his family, his wife and his three kids, took them down into North Carolina, burned the bodies. Yeah, that was... He was a CIA guy. It didn't make any sense. And then he just disappeared. And they thought they saw him in Europe. And they're still... He's still on the FBI's most wanted list. Oh, well. He's got to be dead. he, He would be in his 80s now. They knew how where he worked and what he did. Yes. They knew the status status of his family and they knew when he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So all of my in my research, everything is exactly the same. There's no deviation on the details from any of the other research, you know, like the pictures are the same, the items right. are the there's same. Right. There's a Every, very finite set of clues. Yes, correct. Yes, there's correct. not That's you know, good. if you go finite. here. Right, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of right. stuff out there. Oh, if you watch this, they they talk about that. No, nope. 
And your next one uh, is we did a we did a little bit of a of a I I don't want to say a series that's not the right word but we did a bunch of ministers oh yeah <laughs> and the one that I Men guess of the cloth yeah yeah and the one that really kind of bought well the bothered me the most was the the one who referred to the old couple as mom and dad oh and he had that Florida, weird accent and he that, killed the and-, and he killed them and. To continue on with our theme of another bad minister, felonious ministers or murdering ministers, murdering, murdering ministers. ministers. Let's do a little alliteration. Murdering. Now, now I just want to state. I just want to state. Okay. I love. I said this on one of the other parts. It's delicious to me yeah. when you see like a an, a, 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 a pious congressman, <laughs> a pious congressman, a sanctimonious, a sanctimonious. Is what? Yes, when they fall from grace, it is. It's nice. Delicious. Everybody loves it. It is delicious. People love it. So this is City Confidential. City Confidential with Paul Winfield, season eight. Season eight. Episode seven. Episode seven. Sebring. Social insecurity. And then just kind of went on with his day or whatever, and he ends up taking all their money. And they yeah. didn't even have that much money. So it was just like, kind of like... Oh, and the paper trail read straight it to was, him. It was, and I no, remember they were like, I went in, and, and I said, Dad, and I said, Dad, where's Mom? Right. And he says, Mom's in the other room. And I went in, and I'm like, Dad, I think she's falling down. Right. And the cops are like, well, what'd you do then? It's like, well, then then I left because I thought... And they're like, the, his, his whole story made no sense. Right. We meet Reverend John oh, Canning, Pastor John Canning. Me. He just creeped me out. Uh, like most of the people in South Florida, this dude is from the Northeast. We eventually learn through our research that he's from Maine. Um, Pepperidge Farms, remember? Oh, I wish it was that charming. I found I it know, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't charming. He has a speech impediment as well. It doesn't help things. Here he is. I went in with anybody sitting there. So I just hollered. I said, Mom, Dad, it's me. I'm putting your stuff on the table, and uh, I'll be at the church. No answer. Reached down, and I lifted her up, and, and I said, Mom, Mom, you all right? Still no answer. So then I started getting scared, and I hollered, Dad, Mom's fallen and got hurt. Of course, want no answer. So I couldn't feel any pulse. So none of that made any sense. And I remember, yeah, that that accent just annoyed the hell out and they of me. Were, they were, you know, a couple that had both retired and found each other later in life. They, it was Seaford, Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seabring, I believe. Seabring, yeah, Seabring with, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. car. Yeah. This one, uh, Dial M for Murder, O, oh, and Moron 2. <laughs> that was our March 21st episode. It was about Dahlia DiPolito up in Boynton Beach, and she wanted to have her husband killed. She was this bimbo. Her husband met her. He, she was like a call girl. She's the one with the bag of jewelry. Um, She had the yeah. bag of jewelry in her car, and I was like... yeah. She was, and they got, and they, they sting operation. She, she didn't her, feel safe letting the hitman in, in the house with her jewelry there. And her boyfriend, she asked her boyfriend if she knew somebody, if he knew somebody who could kill her husband. And the, he contacted the cops. You know, they Mohammed think, you know. goes to the police. Okay, anyway, tells them what's going on. They're like, "Listen, Mohammed, you're gonna have to work with us." He's like, "I am an actor." I'm an actor. I was born I'm for this. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I work at a convenience store, but I'm an actor. I'm going to workshop some scenario. No, no, no. Well, it's I fine, think Mohammed. I'm telling you, you know what's... I'm going to... Okay, true true, true life confession. Yeah. In the back of my head, I'm... In the back of my head, no matter what I'm doing, I think, well, you're a comedian and you're an actor. Mm-hmm. 
So oh, you, 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 yeah, yes, me. Yeah, anybody me. Who knows you know so, that. So I'm in a meeting or whatever. Excuse me, but I can, and people around me are like, "Well, <laughs> God, here he goes." I love it with the cops. Always like, "How do you want me to play? It's just, just be you." Well, you want me to be like scared? No, just be you. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna do a few scenarios." And they're like, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! You know? Just do it. <laughs> That's funny. And they set the car up with all this recording equipment. She's caught red-handed. She shows up the day she thinks that her husband's been killed. The cops are filming at the TV show. Cops is there. And then she goes on to say that it was, oh, no, this was all staged for reality TV. She just got a retrial last year. She was able to convince a jury, a judge or whatever. It was Like, she was, they were predisposed or prejudiced she got another trial she's been on house arrest but they they found her guilty again she got 14 years yeah. so was she the one that kept saying i didn't do anything i didn't, I didn't do, anything. do anything i didn't, I didn't do, do anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. i didn't do anything she just started crying and that's worked her whole life uh-huh. if i just say i didn't do it I, but she didn't they got her good yeah my next one is this is particularly amusing to me because he was the amish stud oh the amish. murder among the amish i remember that one and yeah and he was using phones it and all was this just stuff so like it's june 2nd 2009 and i love it when one of the episodes starts with a 9-11 call 911 call oh sorry oh my god i can't <laughs> believe you do that i can't i caught uh, myself i know but still I caught only because myself. i said something it's a 911 call here we go 911 do you have an emergency yes we do at what address person not responding okay do you know if the person's breathing no okay you mean you don't know or they're not breathing i don't think she's breathing so paramedics, I like the way the woman was matter of fact on it. It's like, no, I think she's dead. Are you sure she's dead? Well, yeah, she's cold and she's not moving. <laughs> oh, he's a good father. No, he wasn't no, any of those. No, and when you see his no, mugshot, yeah, and he was, he, he yeah, he, he was uh, using like dating sites. And yeah, he was doing and he all was sorts of things you're not the, supposed to. The Amish adjacent taxi driver woman and they're having an affair i remember that it was just so and then not that long ago a friend of mine back in parkersburg found the story and i was like oh yeah we did a podcast on that and she's like oh that's hilarious it was funny yeah yeah. (laughs) i remember him uh my next one is and i think you like this one too it was 911 calls, no, 911 calls, <laughs> 911 oh, calls, yeah. crackle of life in an upscale Los Angeles su- suburb. That was our October 17th episode. This is when we get 911 calls that are some of the most unique I think we've ever heard. Yeah. Because they're calling in, and the first guy to call in is super polite. He explains he's never really shot a gun, but he thinks he hears gunfire. And then he actually hears gunfire while he's on the phone. Actually, a couple of people do that. Do you hear that? Sheriff Communications Dispatcher number 10 may help you. I've never shot a gun in my life, so I'm not an expert, but I'm sitting here in my house and I heard four or five. Discharges. Hi, I I was in my bathroom doing my hair and I could hear what ha- sounded like gunshots and I opened my window and I hear it sounds like a man saying, help me, help me. Okay. Oh, that's, I just heard the shot again. Yeah, there was some gunshots fired, um, about five of them behind my house and now I can hear someone yelling, help me. Oh, another gunshot. Another shot. I hear it. Another one. Three more, okay. Okay. And this person is screaming, help yeah. me. You hear him. Is it male, female? It sounds kind of like a male, but it could be an old female with a raspy smoke voice. 
This was several years ago. Uh, Twenty fourteen, yeah. Yeah, Kevin and I were in the no, no, no. Kevin and oh, I were in Fort Lauderdale. We were in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm outside, <laughs> like by the pool, and and I was and inside cleaning. Was, I think and I heard automatic weapon fire and I, and either you or i came out and said did you just hear that yeah, and we said it to each other and it was uh cynthia Cidabaca, the ghetto grandma oh yeah and i was like she wasn't a very good she shot was, and you were like oh no 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 oh, no she no, was a very, no, good she was shot. very good shot she was nuts she was completely crazy 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 i'll kill this guy and my family will still love me yeah and then she goes to the casino afterwards and, and that was Denny's. a dude. That was, was birthday. One of, that was one of my my favorites of the past year. One, maybe one of my favorites of all time. It was pretty bizarre. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. All righty. And I think, uh, let's see. We've got uh, one more for you. Uh, well, you know I can't count. That's oh, it. actually, yeah. no, you, I can't count. Okay, so my, I guess my... I, I think I know what it's going to be. I, I have, uh, and plus, this is my last one, but then I have a special one. So, uh, and Jets. Yeah, and, and Jets, Jets restaurant. restaurant. Where murder is always oh. on the menu. <laughs> We are learning from Paul that Paul. we are in Macon. And Macon, Macon in Georgia? the 1950s. Macon, Georgia? <laughs> the downtown, they made this weird analogy between the downtown being like the internet, where people went to get their gossip and their information. Because it's a small town. And it was like, well, the Macon's a city. But it's... It but had a small town vibe. It's a small town vibe. All right. It, they said and it was like... it's southern, a, and it's Georgia. It was oh. like a chat room. Anyway, yes. here's Bryce Goings. She's a local resident. It was just an easy-going southern town where you walk by somebody and you'd say, hello, how are you today? And first thing you knew, they was telling you their life story or you was relating some of your experiences. And it's just it was just a friendly, good place. It still is. But you just have to know where the people are. I, that was the that was the story that I very 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 first watched. I think it was City Confidential or one. Yes, of when you were a teenager, and it so totally drug me into the. This is what's going down, and the the the. the you were fascinated this, with Anne. And Jeff. she was she looked like a Barbie doll. She was like she just was so stylized for this. I don't know. It was just it just caught my. It's, she's it, killing everybody. She it's killed a her crazy fa- story. Her husband. She killed her mother mother in law. She killed one of her kids. She, and you know, she yeah she was trying to take out the other. Kid, but oh. they, they finally stopped her. And then when she was in prison, they put her in charge. Her in she charge was working in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's really, really funny. That's a great one. Well, my my favorite one of the past year, and it's only because it was a very immersive experience for me, was our November 28th episode. The original flipper was amazing. He comes back an hour later. I guess you can get a court order in Coral Key real quickly. I I guess if you're a high-priced New York lawyer in Coral (laughs) Key. And again, with his bowler hat on. Here's how expensive the bracelet is from Iris. You've been looking such a long time. No luck yet? I'm afraid not, Mrs. Sharp. Dear, that was made for me in Paris. It took years to find the stones. So he gets back and he has the court order to have Flipper held captive until they can actually cut him open Oof. and retrieve the bracelet. You wouldn't want to just keep uh, Flipper in a pen for say twenty four hours like, and just wait for him to poop shit it out. The- no, we've got to take. We've got to literally gut the dolphin. 
my, the writing is pure gold. And one of my favorite things to do, and I've always told Jack this, is all of the actors were cast up in New York City. They're um, from New York. They're, they're from, from, but New Bud York. is from Brooklyn. Yes. And I, my favorite thing is to listen to hear from him, like, fucking dad, where's fucking Flipper? I'm going to fucking shank you. <laughs> but you can hear his Brooklyn accent. And it especially- got stronger as he got older. <laughs> dad, don't let him take Flipper. So the first season, he, his accent is not nearly as heavy as it is in the last season. Yeah, it's, it's funny. very funny. And other actors, there's always New York accents. So now they take Flipper back to the cottage, and Flipper has a, a designated C pen right there at the cottage in Coral a Key. C pen. And yeah. it was about the TV show Flipper, and we actually went down to Greenwich Studios, and I loved Flipper, and we went to Virginia Key to see where they filmed Correct. outdoors. So I really liked that one a lot because it was a, it was a it was like a passion project for right. me, that episode. This, this was my one that I wanted to add on to the Is end. Is that a, a, because, an honorable mention for because, you? Well, honorable, Fucking, I don't mean honorable mention. <laughs> I mean like like I was saying earlier, it's like our sh- the shows have slowly kind of gotten better and we're doing better with research and we're doing better with it and this was like a whole we we did an episode yeah. and then we did like a like Follow, a research yeah. trip attached to the episode I, and I turn, just really think it's a good episode when we turned all. that corner and I saw that Greenwich Studios was still standing uh, I, there were tears in my oh, eyes and then when we saw that the gate was open and I could actually get in the studio <laughs> I was running all over the thing I there. was like a little girl and I was in the car like I can speed out of this parking lot really quick if somebody shows up up. That was that was my favorite episode of the past year. That and was it was a but I I'm saying in terms of our of our getting better and doing better and doing better at the shows and and everything. Yes, yeah, I'm very fun. proud because the the one that I always refer to when someone says what's what I still like dying for Everest. That's the one oh, I'm like I really liked that one because that, that was that was one of our very first that was episodes. one of our very first ones. But it was a that was from years we ago. All, that, to me, that was a complete like we did a bunch of research. We came back we talked about it, it was, i don't know and it's a terrifying story the bodies exactly. and all that stuff up there like the hardest thing is to think that people think that you would walk past a dying person and not help them if you could he's a human being their aim is to get to the summer and the welfare of anybody on the way is just too bad now, we can't create barriers or walls of cotton wool where we can all go there safely and, and come home alive. People don't find that challenging enough. People die. This is the cold, hard facts of life at 8,000 metres. You're in the death zone. It's a graveyard up there. Uh, evening, guys. It's Kevin. Hi! And, and um, welcome to another podcast. And tonight... Or this morning. I'd say, I always assume it's the evening, but it... It isn't. It's not. It, the sun's out. It is for Everybody us. else is out doing frolicking. <laughs> We're locked in the studio. Well, we have a dude. Behind foam curtains <laughs> to block sound. Yep. That's exactly right. I know. It's very exciting stuff. Let me tell you, people. Um... All right, well, this is, um, tonight we're going to talk about the documentary short, well, it's not a short, but it's not that long, but it's called uh, Dying for Everest. Dying for Everest. And it um, it was filmed back in 2006. 2006. So that was 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Green boots right, and right. and the the valley of tears but, or whatever. But this is the, to me uh, in terms Flipper. of our 
our I don't know what you say evolution our evolution <laughs> that the flipper one is I think a, is a, a culmination good one yeah yeah it's, it's 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 a really good one well that was 2023 a year in review from Jack and Kevin and Good Company in the Car podcast Good Company in the Car and here's to 2024 2024 and hopefully 52 new episodes that we'll be happy with see because that's the other thing I forget it's how many episodes we actually do we're coming up on our 200th episode wow <laughs> yeah I know so anyway. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for listening yes! and coming along with us. And we'll see you in the new year. And, new year. Um, share and subscribe. And, and like and send you all your friends. If I had a glass of champagne, I would toast you, Jack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks again. Au revoir, man. The girl can't help it. She's in love with me. Can't help it.